Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Bernie Network Podcast post-game show. This is the episode recapping the Rams and Washington football team game, and we have a lot to talk about. I'm Josh Taylor, joined by Brian Murphy, and this episode is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best men's blow-the-bell grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. You can save 20% off on your entire cart with free shipping using code BNP20. Brian, this is a very funky Sunday, I tell you that. We have San Francisco benching Jimmy G, getting blown out by the Miami Dolphins. Fitzmagic finally comes back. Then you have Dak, looks like he broke his ankle, might be out for the season. And then you have Alex Smith playing a football game. (laughs) Yeah. How would you sum up this Sunday? I mean, this is... The most unexpected uh, Sunday you could probably put together. If you told me last night that's what's going to happen today, I would not believe you. Yeah, pretty, just pretty weird all around. And then Patrick Mahomes, I mean, them getting beat by Las Vegas, just didn't expect that. You're right, it's just crazy. And, and Washington football team getting beat 30-10, to 10, uh, just getting dominated once again, and yet they're still very much in this division race. It's kind of setting up for just a weird season. Uh, today was just, yeah, very strange. It's a good way to put it. Yeah, the Giants go down to the Cowboys, uh, which was a crazy game. Andy Dalton came in and won that game for them. Um, so we have the Giants next week. We'll talk about that. They're dead last. Eagles lost again. I mean, the NFC East is wide open. <laughs> we talked about with Ron uh, when we had Pete on Thursday saying that was like one of the main reasons why he benched Haskins is because the NFC East is so winnable and now it's even more winnable. Like if if there is a year to that you don't want to have a crappy season, this is it. Like you want to take advantage of this and here we are just equally as terrible. Um, so there's a lot of pros and woes to talk about this game, mostly woes. Not a lot of pros. Um, no, but no, not you know, not not many at all. Um, so Kyle Allen got the start. I want to talk about him first because, like I said, it, it was just a crazy game with Kyle Allen, you know, getting hurt, and then Alex Smith. I mean, to me, that was like the most adrenaline I've had in a long time seeing Alex Smith come out on the field again. We talked about you know how nervous we are, you know, seeing him on the field again. We love it as a fan, but we were kind of nervous about it. Um, on the pregame show, just talk about how like you kind of want to see it, but at the same time, like you're kind of like peeking through your hands. You're like, please don't get hurt. And he got hit a lot. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> he, they both got hit a lot today. Um, Alex a little more than I would like, but Kyle Allen, I, I really want to take a look at his performance, which there wasn't much. And, you know, I, I completely understand why people are so upset about, you know, the stats and stuff like that on it. Um, four drives for Kyle Allen. Uh, the biggest one was obviously that ten yard. I mean, the ten play drive for seventy three yards, which ended in that rushing touchdown. What did you see out of Kyle um, that kind of impressed you? That kind of stood out to you, where you were like, "Okay, there might be some hope here." 
Yeah, I mean, I felt like on that second drive that they were moving the ball pretty well. It looked like they were getting in a rhythm. It looked like he was getting comfortable. Uh, like you said, both quarterbacks got hit a lot today. But, uh, yeah, I kind I liked what I saw. Um, maybe we'll get into the play calling later. It just seems still oh, yeah. very vanilla, very, uh, very cautious, just kind of strange. Um, but I, I kind of liked what I saw from Kyle Allen, and I, I wonder, I, I don't know that the outcome, the score would have been much different, but I, w- I was curious how this game might have looked had he gotten a full game in, because I felt like he was kind of getting his feet under him and getting comfortable there for a little bit before he got knocked out. Yeah, the biggest thing to me was, like, was I expecting, like, Peyton Manning to come out? I'm like, no, I just wanted to see him make the easy throws, make the reads, make quick decisions. Which, honestly, he did. Like, it's easy to be like, oh, he only put up, like, 70 yards. Like, that sucks, blah, blah, blah. Like I said, for four drives, like, he didn't really get much of a chance. Yeah. Yeah, Like, to me, he made the easy throws. He did the check downs that you want. Like, I didn't see him make a stupid play where just like, ugh. And I will say there was a couple times where, um, I forgot, I think it was like a third down play. He dropped back. He almost got sacked, and he kind of ducked under. Like, he just made good, he had good pocket awareness. Which, we can say, Haskins didn't have that. Absolutely, his touchdown run looked like everything was collapsing around him, and somehow he made uh, he made it happen regardless. So that that was huge, and like you said, he just kind of made some stuff happen. He looked like he was more comfortable out there, more elusive, more mobile uh, than Haskins. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So there was definitely some positives. Um, not a whole lot to to look at, like you said, but still, from what we saw, I think it was positive. Yeah, we'll see the the backlash from the fans and stuff like that. And I'm not sitting here saying we looked good because we still looked terrible. But I saw some kind of heartbeat and like a dead offense. Uh, the running backs were very much involved, especially J.D. McKissick. He had a couple nice plays um, where he broke some tackles and stuff like that. Not enough Terry. Um, but like I said, just not getting enough to see. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Kyle Allen's no better I saw things in him today that I did not see in Haskins. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. I think that's absolutely fair. I think just, like you said, the pocket awareness, being able to stretch out some plays. Uh, I saw a ball thrown away today, which I don't think I saw in the first four games ever from uh, from Haskins. So, yeah, there, there definitely was a lot to take from that, even in the small sample size that I, I think that they can build on and, I think Ron said if uh, Kyle Allen's ready to go, he'll be the starter, and I, I like that move. I'd like to see a full game of him and see what he can do for you. Yeah, we talked about that um, on Thursday. This, to me, is that four-game – I think he's going to get like a four-game stretch where he's you know um, analyzed on his performance and Ron breaks it down. So I'm not going to sit here and jump the gun and say, oh, in those four drives that he got today, he wasn't good enough. Because we don't know. Like, I don't think it's a fair assessment to sit here and say Kyle Allen's good. Am I expecting him to be the answer long term? No. But I just want to see some kind of life in the offense where we can possibly win some games. If we're truly trying to win the NFC East, like, you don't want him to suck. And we'll talk about, you know, tanking for Trevor, trade Lance, I'm sure. We'll talk about all that. Um, but to me, I saw something that I feel like we haven't had the first few games. So kudos on Kyle for at least, you know, making plays with his feet, making decisions, not throwing interceptions and looking terrible. Uh, But like we said, Alex Smith came in because Kyle Allen got laid out. I thought he got knocked unconscious, but they said it was his arm. I'm not a doctor, but his head looked like he got hit pretty hard. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was when I saw that it was an arm injury, I was really yeah. surprised by that. But I mean, I'm glad it wasn't his head. That can be way more serious than an arm, or is more serious than an arm. But uh, yeah, I, I thought he was knocked out too at first. So when Alex Smith first comes out on the field, what's your first thought? Are you terrified? Are you excited? Were you hyped for him? Uh, yes, all those. I mean, it, it's all just together. crazy. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of all of that. I just couldn't believe it was happening. Like, I knew it was a possibility. Like, like we saw, you're, you're one play away from having to be in the game. Um, but I just could not believe it was happening this soon. And um, it was amazing, man, just to think about where he was two years ago um, to, to be out there on an NFL field. And then I wanted to see him get hit. You know, obviously I would have wished that he didn't get sacked as many times as he did, but I wanted to see how he took a hit, and it looked like he took it well, and it looked like he belonged out there. He looked like an NFL quarterback. It looked like he was okay moving around. The stats were awful, and the whole day was awful for the team, but that was just amazing to see him out there. So, yeah, a little bit of everything. Uh, I still held my breath every time the pocket kind of collapsed around him, but um, I think it was just uh, it just speaks to who he is and just all that he put in to, to make that happen. Yeah, like you said, the stats were atrocious. Uh, he finished 9 for 17, 37 yards, which is hard to do, uh, and sacked six times. So that's six times more than you'd like. He said he can't wait to get hit because you just got to get that that thing in the back of your head saying it could happen again. Remember what happened last time you got hit. So it kind of just knocks that out, and I'm sure that's gone when you have Aaron Donald riding your back <laughs> yeah, for five geez. yards. And uh, I don't know if you saw it, but the video, uh, Aaron Donald on the sideline after he sacked him, did you see what he said? Yeah, man, your leg is that leg is strong or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he said that leg is yeah. strong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with all the metal, I mean, it, it might be funny, but I called it like his RoboCop leg. Um, but like you said, I mean, I can't sit here and say that like, oh, Alex wasn't good enough today. The dude hasn't played in, what, 693 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First and game I, of football. I, yeah, exactly. And I and like we like I said, like one play and you'd have to be in. But I can't, I can't help but think he didn't think he was going to play anytime soon. I mean, yeah. you don't expect your the starting quarterback to go out. You got to be ready for if it happens, if and when it happens like it did today. But you you got to think that he had no plans on playing today. So getting thrown out there a little bit cold on top of not playing for almost 700 days, yeah, that I wouldn't expect you to look good either. So uh, kudos to him for even getting out there and for taking hits. Yeah, I mean, it would have been awesome to have a huge comeback and then just have this crazy story of, like, Alex Smith is the answer, he's our quarterback. But I honestly wasn't expecting that. I mean, the Rams have a good defense. Yeah. You have Jalen Ramsey, you have Aaron Donald, you have all these pieces around them. They're not easy to score on one. Second, it was raining, probably wasn't helping the best. And the offensive line today was terrible. Wes Martin, it seems like every week he's the one that stands out to me the most. What do you think needs to happen to Wes? Because Ron said it's not just the quarterback getting evaluated every single position and we'll talk about the defense a lot trust me but Wes Martin what do you think needs to happen there I mean who who else do you have because they they, they definitely need yeah I mean move them over there I I don't know I mean you got to do something because that that's just atrocious man like and it seems like him specifically he's always getting blown up 
Uh, I, I think it's a no-brainer if and when Brandon Sheriff comes back that uh, Schweitzer moves over to the left guard. But for right now, you got to see who else you got because it can't be worse than what we're seeing out of West Martin. I absolutely love Wes Schweitzer. Yeah, that guy is our Eric Flowers this season. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, I've I've heard that comparison. I think that's a great comparison. A guy that's just kind of been a journeyman, kind of just not found his spot, and then maybe is flourishing with a with a new home. I'd love to see that. And um, yeah, he he's been one bright spot on that that offensive line. That's for sure. I think the last two games he's had like one huge block where he just blew somebody up, and he just stands there like. Uh, incredible hawk like flexes <laughs> and just yells as loud as he can like that's the things i like like you want an offensive lineman like his job is literally just hitting somebody every single play yeah. and you want someone to bring that energy so if sheriff comes back maybe we move him to the other side maybe he's sheriff's replacement so we don't have to pay him some ungodly contract honestly that might be the the move especially if yeah. sheriff can't stay healthy yeah, that's that's a story on its own that I'm sure is going to bleed into the offseason. But um, outside of that, I mean, a total of eight sacks, you, you can't get but so much going. And it seemed like every play I watched with Alex Smith, he had pressure and stuff like that. And I'm not making excuses, but you have to just honestly analyze every spot. Did Alex Smith look good? No. Did we go down the field once with him? He overthrew Terry once, and other than that, it was just a bunch more checkdowns. That's the only way you can make nine completions for 37 yards. Yeah, 2.2 average. That's absurd to say. (laughs) Hey, if you throw it almost every drive, you can almost get a first down. It's close. So we'll talk about it. Scott Turner, are you a fan of the play callings? I see people saying to fire him already. Are you being patient with it? Was it one of those funky games where we expected to see Kyle Allen the whole game and then Alex Smith came in and it just, it's too soon or what do you say about it? Yeah, I think today, again, like you said, I don't want to make too many excuses because I mean, you got to call the game. You got to, you got to call plays for whoever's out there. You don't get to, not everything's going to be perfect, you know? Uh, but I think he probably was expecting to have Kyle Allen for a little more than four drives or whatever it was. So, uh, you know, I give him a pass there. It just seems like it's so vanilla and so bland, and I feel like we've been saying that now for five weeks. I mean, he, he's had a couple of good good stretches, I think. I think there were some stuff that Haskins definitely missed and uh, that overshadowed some good play calling, but it just seems so bland and a little meh. And I don't know if that is, like you said, like maybe Kyle Allen would have made something happen. Maybe it would have looked a little bit better uh, if Kyle Allen was the whole, in there the whole time. But I, I don't know. I think it's definitely like, a, okay, my eyes are open. I'm going to keep an eye on it. And I think that I'd be willing to bet that Ron Rivera is keeping an eye on it. You know, your offense is not doing a whole lot. Uh, just very, very mediocre, and mediocre might be better than what they're playing right now. So, yeah, I think that there's some evaluation that needs to happen for Scott Turner, and I'm willing to bet he's got to get it turned around quick. I don't think you can fire a new offensive coordinator five games in, but you got to get something going. Yeah, and like I said, like we don't have the pieces. We don't have the weapons. Like It's one thing to be the Cowboys – and have Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, and all these weapons, Dak Prescott, and you're losing games. Like, that's a time to freak out. 
Um, to me, I'm being incredibly patient. The time where I where I'm really gonna stop being patient is that second Giants game. I'm gonna call it right now. Our episode after that game is gonna be our best yet, because I'm either gonna be livid <laughs> or I'm gonna have like some kind of hope going into you know the second half stretch of the season. It's third and long. The quarterback's got to shave some yards off here to have any chance to score. Let's see what he does. He drops back. He has a guy downfield, but he doesn't see him. He tries to hand the ball off to a cheap razor. Boom! He's nicked in the sack. It's a fumble, and the ball is going the other way. That one's going to hurt for a while. What in the world was he thinking? Let's go to the monitors and see exactly what went wrong. You know, this offseason, his coaches at Manscaped enhanced the lawnmower 3.0 offense to a whopping 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. They gave him all the chances he had to get that safe clean cut up the sideline with the cutting edge ceramic blade, but instead he got nicked on the sack by a rusty defense. If he would have used the LED light that comes with the 3.0, there is no doubt he would have been able to see his playing field much better. Looks like he's going to be going over to the sideline with his Manscaped coaches Grab the tablet, see what went wrong, and if he's smart, he's going to go over to manscaped.com and use the code BNP20 to save 20% off his entire cart with free shipping. That's right. Use code BNP20 to save 20% off your entire cart with free shipping. Don't keep making the same mistakes and give your balls a clean pocket next time. And there's no doubt the result will be a touchdown. I'm, I'm going to be patient because that's three defenses, Giants, Cowboys, Giants again, atrocious. Yeah. Like, if you can't get something going against them, something's wrong. We've already talked about how bad the NFC East is, but those defenses are as bad as it gets. The, the Cowboys flat out have the worst secondary in the NFL. Yeah. So if you can't throw the ball deep, if you can't spread the field against them, then I'm looking straight at Scott Turner. That's when I'm going to start being harsh. But right now, it's just too soon for me. Does this offense excite me? Heck no. Only thing that does is Terry and Gibson when he breaks his tackles and he's elusive and he gets to the outside. But other than that, like the only thing that I was like, oh, that was kind of cool, that Hemingway tight end screen, like on the rollout on the right side, I was like, okay, wasn't expecting that. New guy that just yeah. got brought from the practice squad. A little rollout, fake, turned into like a tight end screen. Kind of caught everybody off guard. I was like, okay, that's what I want to see. Not the same check, check, run, slant, check, check. Like, it's just like rotation. Yeah. It's like you yeah. have your recent plays on Madden and you just keep hitting the, the same ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, like, this this wide receiver core is just not very good outside of Terry McLaurin, but when you have a combined five catches from your wide receivers, I mean, that's just Gosh. that's just putrid. <laughs> that's, that's awful. You, you, you need more than that. I mean, get get them involved in a screen. Get, get, get your wide receiver something. Otherwise... Why aren't we going out and getting somebody? There's got to be somebody better out there outside of uh, Dontrell Inman. You know, like I mean, I don't know. It's just it's it's a little frustrating. It's frustrating to be one and four, but it's frustrating when um, it seems like I, I don't know. I don't know. Something something's not clicking there, and and so maybe it is the play call, and maybe it is now you've played three quarterbacks, but it's just it's frustrating, man. So, breaking news, Falcons just fired Dan Quinn. Kind of seen that earlier, but I know that's yeah. your neck of the woods, so that was going to yeah. happen. 
I'll tell you what, uh, people have been calling for that and wanting that, I think, before the season started. So the fact that it took five weeks is kind of surprising, but yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I, honestly, I didn't know that we'd ever see that, that, that Arthur Blank would fire a coach mid-season, but uh, it that was That went to a Super Bowl time. not too long ago. Yeah, crazy. But anyways, just speaking of coaching, I mean, he was a good defensive coordinator. Uh, he might do a better job than Jack Del Rio. So let's talk about the defense. And yeah. between today and what Alabama did on Saturday, I'm going to go watch some Ravens 2000 film to remember what good defense looks like because this was a terrible weekend for both of my teams. Yeah, pretty so, brutal. I mean, Jared Goff started the game, what, like 12 for 12, like 150 yards and a touchdown. And it's the same problems that we keep talking about, tight ends. Mm-hmm. And we keep saying it. What? And Thomas Davis finally made his first appearance. Didn't really get talked about. I said something about it because I was like, oh, hey, look, there's Thomas Davis. I haven't seen him yet. He's supposed to be a good coverage guy. Um, he did make one really big play on a uh, cup where he kind of dove and broke up a touchdown. But outside of that, why can we not guard tight ends? I feel like we've talked about this so many times but who are you starting to put the blame on? Is it you know safeties not get helping? Is it the linebackers, or is it really just our guys not being put in position? I I don't know. Maybe they're just not capable of covering tight ends, and teams have found that out. Because I don't even know that it's a a Jack Del Rio thing. I think it's just it's been like that. It feels like for years. Maybe just the linebackers are not good enough in coverage. Maybe we just don't have coverage linebackers and. I mean, we've talked all season about how bad the safety play has been, so I'm not really even expecting them to be able to cover anybody anymore. But maybe the linebackers just really are not that good because, uh, and, you know, Higby and Everett, they're pretty solid tight ends, but, man, they look like all pros. And it's I think Gronk Everett, and Graham in their primes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, I think I heard that Everett came in with four catches and he had – uh, more than that in this game He had four catches alone. for 90 yards. Yeah, exactly. I think that would like match his season total. I mean, it's like that every week. Every week we see a tight end that just has a huge game, and it's so, it's so frustrating. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know if you're, I don't know if there are fantasy players out there that need a tight end, but pick up whoever's playing Washington football team Evan next Ingram week. Next week. Uh, yeah, Evan Ingram. <laughs> He's gonna light it up. Any of the Cowboys tight ends the weeks after the week after that, I mean, it's absurd. So we talked about the safeties, and I tell you what, man, this one's tough because I feel like I'm like about to break up with like a girlfriend with Laney Collins, man. I know, man. That's honestly one of the like when I would see him just kind of missing again, like, and uh, it looked like he was late coming over the top on the Robert Woods touchdown. I, I don't know responsibilities enough, but it looked like he was late getting there. Yeah. Uh, it just, yeah, it didn't look good again today for him. See, it's tough to really break that down. That's why I love Mark Bullock so much. Um, great follow on Twitter. He always, he has the video like right after the play and breaks it down because yeah. I don't have time to like pause my Hulu and be like, all right, let's see. It's a Tampa 2. Right, uh, right, right. Kendall over the top. Okay, like was it zone? Like is he supposed to follow his guy? It just looked like bad communication because Landon was really worried about that uh, second wide receiver on the left side. And then Kendall Fuller's kind of like, all right, you take care of this guy. I'm just going to stay in my zone. So it was really hard to read. I mean, they just it looked like Landon was just in a terrible position. And I tweeted out, I don't put that all in Landon. I put that on both of them. And we've heard these communication 
problems for like what three or four years ever since yeah. Swearinger left <laughs> it seems like we've had communication problems yeah um so what would you really put that on yeah i guess it is communication like you said i it just looked like he was late coming over the top but you're right you know without seeing the whole field it's hard to tell if he was supposed to be there if it was possible for him to be there um but, yeah, it just seems like there's a lot of breakdowns. I mean, Kendall Fuller got another interception, so that's awesome. I'm glad that he's back. But, you know, uh, I'd love for them to communicate a little bit better and uh, not allow a big play. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know if these guys just need to get together and, and gel a little bit more or, or what it is. But uh, it's frustrating to see guys running wide open like they did today. And I mean, you got to tip your cap. I mean, it's Sean McVay. He knows how to draw oh, yeah. up offenses. He knows how to attack weaknesses. So I think that was definitely part of it. But it just seems like every week we're talking about specifically the safeties just kind of whiffing. Uh, I didn't pay attention. Uh, was it did Apke just not even start? Did he get benched in the first drive? I wasn't even sure. He got pulled early for Everett, and then he came back in. Um... I want to say maybe late first, but Everett was out there early, and then he got that. To me, it was a bad call on the pass interference. I, I agree. Um, and then it looked like Apke came back in. So I was like, Ugh. But, I mean, he made a few tackles. Landon made a few tackles. But other than that, it was just burn coverages altogether. And this is, like, what we've talked about. And I, I said, you know, people roasted me so hard for not wanting Robbie Anderson. You're telling me... You wouldn't want Demarius Randall instead of Abke. You wouldn't want Robbie Anderson instead of Dontrell Inman. Like, this is the time where I'm, like, pulling my hair. Like, why could we not get at least one more person to come here? And I get it. Like, not every free agent is just going to want to come to Washington. Why would you with everything that we've gone through so far this season and last season? Like, it's crazy. But still, you you, – you, you have to wonder how different things could be if you had a Robbie Anderson going deep. Would we be going deep more? Exactly. If we had uh, Randall, would we be getting burned this bad instead of Apke? So, like, you have to, you just have to hope and pray that we can make some free agent moves this season. And I think even more next season, you're going to see a lot of the old regime guys going out. Sprinkle's one of those guys. Thank God. Awful drop. Terrible. Butter hands. He has the biggest hands on the team, probably. And he just, like, volleyball tossed the ball into there. Yeah. Abke is one of those guys. So I think, you know, it is Ron's first season, so this isn't the exact team he wants. But still, someone's got to be held accountable for this play. Um, and defense, I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, I will say, though, that it seems like they kind of made an adjustment. I mean, they come out of the half, and they, they held them – you know, punt, field goal, punt, downs, punt, and they gave up the touchdown. But, I mean, the offense was not getting anything no going. Offense. I mean, they, they force a three and out to start the second half, and then the, the offense goes three and out. They allow a field goal, so you, at least you don't let them score. The offense comes right back and only goes three plays. Then the offense goes only three plays again. Then the offense go, turns it over on down. So, it's hard to, for me to put this one all on the defense when they oh, yeah. seem when they seem to have made a couple of adjustments and had the offense maybe strung together a couple of drives, maybe they, they the defense would have looked a little bit better not having to play as many plays as they had to. So, uh, yeah, the defense is a little frustrating, especially after week one when we thought that they were just going to get after the quarterback left and right. 
Uh, we haven't seen that as much, but uh, you know, this one to me, yes, it's frustrating to give up 30 points. I, I don't care how bad the offense is to give up 30 points. That that's not great, but it, the offense did you no favors in the second half. Yeah, I mean, it was great having Chase Young back. He absolutely makes a difference. I don't care how deep that D-line is. Having him on the field, he makes so many big plays. Um, But like you said, that second half, the defense did step up. I mean, there's drives where it's three plays, negative eight yards, and a punt. Uh, Three plays, eight yards, and a punt. Turnover on downs after four plays, nine yards. Three plays, negative two yards. You just need one solid drive that's like four minutes long and a touchdown. I mean, are we looking at this? The the only drive that didn't go three and out was the one that was a turnover on downs. That is absurd in the second half. That's bad. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven drives. Six of them go three and out, and the other one was a turnover on downs. That, ugh. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe that that – I didn't even realize it was that bad. I knew it was no. bad. I didn't know it was that bad. On paper, it looks worse. Oh. No, it was bad. Um, but that's what we're saying. Like, if you just get something going, there you have yeah. a chance. Like, you have no chance if you're like, all right, we just hiked the ball three times. Y'all get back on the field. Only I mean, you only allowed ten points the second half. Yeah, exactly. So they made some adjustments, and I think that it seems like every game they've kind of made a couple of adjustments on defense. But to start the game, I mean, you definitely can put that on the defense. You let them go. What'd you say, twelve for twelve to start or whatever it was? I mean. That that is frustrating that that you're just get, letting them come right down the field on you. Um, so fr- frustrating first half, but I, I don't I don't put a, all this on the defense. No, and uh, one thing I do want to talk about because people were uh, clamoring about this is just how the playbook looked the same, um, same play calling. And to me, I just I feel like that's not fair to say. Um, and I don't expect it to be too much different. Like people are just expecting us to have a completely new offense because of Haskins being out. Um, I think it will open up slightly more. I think we'll see that more in the next few weeks. Like I said, I'm waiting until that second Giants game to have any kind of assessment on Scott Turner and the offense. Um, so th- to me, this is like it. Uh, but I want to talk about one thing that happened that came out before the game was the Haskins um, being sick and not being at the game. Mm-hmm. This morning he woke up and said he didn't feel good. I <laughs> I said the same thing on Twitter. I was like, that's literally what I did today to not have to go to work so I could watch the game today. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's his agent? Do you think that's him? Because um, I have a little nugget to throw out there too. So what do you think about I, that? I think that... I think that it is a bad look. Uh, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. So if he says he was sick, okay, he, uh, I'll take his word for it. However, if it comes out that he wasn't or, you know, uh, whatever it is, that, that it turns out that he was just really throwing a fit, that's such a bad look. Like, not only is it a bad look on, on your current team, which you've already kind of soured the relationship there, but it's a bad look for any team that would try to come and trade for him, if, if there were a team to come trade for him. Like, that's the last thing that you remember about him in Washington. Like, it just, I don't know. It, it, it just, it seemed convenient, and I don't know how much I believe it. Yeah, and I will say this. Um, my guy Alan Lapore sent out his article this morning, um, you know, kind of backing up what Jason uh, 
said this Locking morning. For yeah, said this morning yeah, yeah. on his uh, just about like how they expect him to be traded by the deadline, which I think is November third. Um, and I'm not going to say too much, but I have someone I think I've talked to you about close to me that has relations in with Haskins and like his side of everything, and he's pretty much told me the same thing. Like it just sounds like that Washington is done with Haskins. And from Ron's standpoint, you don't want to come out and say that. Like you want to, you want to sell the value of something while it's high, correct? Oh yeah, for sure. You don't want to come out and say, "Oh yeah, he sucks. We're done with him. Experiments over. Whoever wants him, come get him." You you want to hold him as high as possible. So, do you think that a trade will come by November third for Haskins? And I'll even say this: Where would you say he goes if he was to be traded? Uh, it's hard for me to see him being traded. I just don't know what he's going to get you, if anything. Like, he hasn't done very much. I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe if a team Rosen thinks... got a third, so... Yeah, he <sighs> was terrible. Like, he didn't even start much. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I I don't know. I just I say feel ceiling's like... third, floor is four. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, as far as where he would go, uh, I don't know. I haven't even thought about it uh you you have a team in mind since you bring that up i mean i i haven't even thought about where he would go Uh, to me i i don't see how you can get anything for him so fourth would i feel like be stealing from whatever team it was um i would say ones that come to mind colts and steelers are like my two that i I was thinking maybe an uh, uh an older quarterback where he can sit and learn behind them i could see even like I don't know, New Orleans or something like that. But, uh, yeah, that, those make sense for sure. This is random, but would you take Jameis Winston? Not saying they would straight trade for him, but if he was available, would you would you want to inquire for Jameis? I don't know that a quarterback's going to change it right now. I, I just, with this offense I, I and lack of weapons, I don't think it would have mattered. And I don't know that you need a headache like Jameis in there. Yeah. He's he when he's good he is good but good lord you just you can't fix turnovers I feel like once you get that ball rolling it's it's too late Yeah yeah there's just something the guy thinks that he's better than he is and he's going to keep throwing it no matter how many times he turns it over So we open up as three and a half point underdogs to the Giants would you say that's fair or generous Giants aren't good either, but man, they're not good. But they 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 hung with the Cowboys. I know the Cowboys probably had a little bit of the wind come out of their sails with Dak going out, but the, I yeah. thought the Giants fought hard today. Um, I'm nervous that Daniel Jones is going to come carve up the defense at least to start the game. I mean, that would be such a bad look if that happens. But I, I think the Giants they're they're not very good, but I think they they do have to be favored. So it's not surprising. Um, I think it's about right, but I don't know, man. Yeah, they're bad, but we're definitely worse, um, which is crazy because they don't even have Saquon. Um, like they just signed Devontae Freeman, and then they have uh, Gallman from Clemson, yeah. who's been there for a few years now. So they don't really have much to work with, which is what our excuse usually is, um, that we don't have any weapons. But now they truly don't have any weapons either, so – uh, definitely something to watch if Kyle Allen is going to be healthy enough. If not, good Lord, I just pray Alex Smith gets some practice this week. Um, 
But I yeah, think Allen will be good to go. I think he will too, and I think a full week for either one of the quarterbacks, uh, I mean for both of them, will, will be good to for whoever's starting, whoever it comes out to be. Like you said, if Alex Smith is the guy, at least he'll get a full full weekend. Um, if Kyle Allen's the, the guy, which I, I think he'll be good to go to, um, that way he'll have a full week and uh, hopefully won't get banged up and knocked out of the game. We'll see a full game out of him. Yeah, we talked about Haskins not getting an offseason. Imagine how little of an offseason Kyle Allen and Alex Smith had. Yeah, for sure. So this was their actual like practice. Kyle Smith's first full-on practice as QB1 was like three days ago. So exactly. don't jump ship yet. Don't just go off about how bad the offense is yet. It is terrible. I'm sick of watching it too. But like I said, at least give it till that second Giants game. Um, and if we are just terrible by then, then I'm going to be sinking the ship with y'all. Um, so we'll keep an eye out on Kyle Allen's health. We both think that he'll be good to go. Uh, Ron sounded pretty good about it, too. It didn't sound like anything serious. I feel like it was more precaution um, that they kept him out of the yeah. second half. Um, and it was just good to see Alex Smith out there. So um, oh, definitely yeah. something to keep an eye on. But we will see y'all Thursday for the preview show. Brian, you got anything else to add? Yeah, I mean let's just hope for a better performance than we've seen these last few weeks i mean it's the giants they're 0 five for a reason i mean I'd, I'd love for them to come out and put up a number on them but we'll see we'll talk about it as the week goes on yeah ron said he wants to win the nfc east this is where you really find out how bad he wants to win it we will see y'all thursday night for the preview show For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.